Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Support for Busted Open comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And I know for myself, all I do is use Manscaped. No more cuts, no more bruises. And believe me, when you're trying to cut with scissors, there's a good chance you might cut your nuts. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. Because I'll tell you what, that's just nasty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off free shipping with the code BUSTEDOPEN at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BUSTEDOPEN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code BUSTEDOPEN. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Tommy Dreamer get you ready for part four of the Wednesday Night War and why right now Tommy thinks AEW may have the edge over NXT. I get into why I'll be watching AEW over NXT. I like it. Also, we get into Seth Rollins been the big topic on Busted Open and how I'm not emotionally invested right now in Seth Rollins. And Dave had a clear up that he doesn't hate Seth Rollins, but here's his biggest problem. Plus, we have two amazing guests on the podcast today. Alex Hammerstone of MLW and ODB. I think everybody heard about her food truck burning down. We're trying to get her back on the road. We do that all right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I do not hate Seth Rollins. Everybody's now on the bandwagon that I hate Seth Rollins. Well, you always heal him on the air. You always talk bad about the guy on the air. WWE has already rescinded your tickets to your Saudi show. WWE must hate me. <laughs> now you got to go on like from uh, Sam Roberts, like guest. You're his plus one. <laughs> that I would be his plus one. Um, no, but seriously, I love Seth Rollins in the ring. And Bully keeps yelling at me saying it's not his fault, it's creative's fault, but I talk about the promos that he does as your universal champion. And there's no emotion there. And it's very canned. And it sounds like he's being fed lines. And you could see it in his eyes. 
you don't see any of that emotion. It's hard to buy into a Seth Rollins promo. Now, that's not me killing Seth Rollins because I do love Seth Rollins in the ring, but you would have to admit on the microphone, whether it's his fault or creative's fault or whatever it is, Tommy, it is not clicking. It's not working to the point now where Seth Rollins, when you see him backstage like we did on Monday, he's actually getting booed from the crowd. Well, when you, it is bad booking of your baby face, putting him in a bad situation, which, man, they always tried to make sure John Cena was always against the bad guy until they finally embraced it. Maybe they're trying to go with that same thing, but Seth Rollins is not John Cena. The I hated this week's booking of it. I feel it's a part of bad booking of the champ. And I'm a big fan of Seth Rollins. I'm a big fan of babyface Seth, Seth Rollins. The He went toe-to-toe with a complete and total unknown, and no offense to his opponent. But when he was drafted, I listened to the show, and Bully said he had to look this guy up. When I saw his match, I had to look him up. And he to go toe-to-toe with an unknown person, and yes... It, it, oh, it. I don't know if that match made the challenger. It showed that he can wrestle good, but the people weren't totally into it until almost towards the end. And if you have to go, and I understand they're trying to push that he's distracted because of what's going on with the fiend, but man, it was it was hard for me to digest that this is your heavyweight champion wrestling a kid who just got drafted and that kid has all the potential to be a star i don't know if i would have done it with my champion right off the bat because what does it say for your champion from a guy who went from 205 live now it's his first big match on raw and like he just had like what a minute uh introduce like a minute promo leading up to it yeah, it's, I, I mean, I understand what they're doing. They're trying to make him a star, put him on the fast track. But you, you, you got to give a little bit more of an introduction, get the fans to at least be emotionally invested in him. That's more of a place of like a Cedric Alexander. You can't do or a that Buddy Murphy at you the put expense in that place. of your champion. How do you do that at the expense of your champion? Leading in, if the unknown could take him all the way, almost beating him, what's it going to mean for? The Fiend. All and right. then hang on. If The Fiend doesn't beat him, what does that do for The Fiend? He couldn't beat the guy that this guy couldn't beat. So I understand. So it's not so much about the match. It's the timing of the match. Correct. Okay. So because we're just, uh, what now, a week away from the Crown Jewel. It's on Halloween afternoon here in the States. So to have this match that close to that, that's what you really have the problem with. Correct. But also against it's an opponent. I mean, honestly, Rey Mysterio's injured. What if somebody came out? What if Paul Heyman uh, gave an opponent? I love what they did with the Shelton Benjamin little segment. What if uh, uh, what's his name? I'm sorry, Humberto. Humberto had a great match with Shelton Benjamin. Who can have a great match? This kid comes to Rey Mysterio's aid. Well, I mean, the whole thing too, the foundation and the biggest problem of all is the fact that, like you said, right after the draft, you're having somebody who's on SmackDown face the Universal Champion. So right off the bat, you know that there's no chance the Fiend Bray Wyatt's going to win. He's on SmackDown. A lot of holes. A lot of holes the, in the show. Yeah, the, you, you can't have that match. Plus, you said exclusive rosters, and here we are a couple weeks after the draft, and you're having a SmackDown wrestler wrestle a Raw wrestler. It makes no sense. And the other thing is, 
you don't need to have the Fiend wrestle a champion. He's never stated that he wants the championship. Championship doesn't mean anything to him. So why are you putting him in the ring with the champion? And then when you had all the problems after Hell in the Cell, you're going to follow through and have another match between the two? Makes absolutely no sense to me. You Does know, anybody think there? Go, calm Does down. anybody think calm down. there? Do you know in Hollywood, when you're filming movies, even, I shouldn't say Hollywood, when you're filming movies, they have somebody who is uh, continuity something is their title. Mm -hmm. And they take pictures of the set. They take pictures of your outfit because you shoot out of order. And they want to make sure that you're in that right outfit. The set is the same way because you may shoot something today and go back to it a week from now. So they're, that is their job. And... I think they need to hire somebody to, to for continuity for storylines so there aren't just these lapses because then you're insulting our intelligence. And in 2019, as a wrestling fan, that matters to us, especially when there's other things to watch because you and I are big wrestling fans. And when these little holes happen, then it affects it. What's, what is everyone talking about the NFL? The rules aren't the same, and it's affecting them in the ratings. It's bad. It's bad, bad, bad. Because there's no continuity with the officiating, with the rules. What's a catch? People don't know what a catch is anymore. What's pass interference? So when you have those problems, there's going to be an issue where people might tune out. You know, in Impact Wrestling, they shoot a one month of television in two days. They do two TV tapings a day. And at times they shoot out of order. And they are so well, this has to happen, this, what outfits do you wear? And if it gets messed up, it's a big-ass deal. And it got messed up recently once, and nobody recognized it. But we had to go in and fix it because Moose wrestled uh, a wrestler, and he wrestled him twice in two weeks. But we one match wasn't good, so we edited it, but the kid was wearing a different outfit. So when he got pinned... He was wearing an outfit, and then when they did the aftermath, because they spliced them two together, he was wearing a different outfit oh, wow. when he's getting kicked and beaten because they went and reshot something. And when that aired, there was heads rolling. Like, how could you forget that? Nobody noticed it. But, and I just exposed it on the air. Yes, you did. But that's okay. But we shot four weeks of television, understaffed, and that stuff happens. It never. But I'm saying it, it meant such a big deal to impact and people behind the scenes that they made sure that never happened ever again. But And that's what bothers me with Seth Rollins. Like, Seth Rollins, with this promo, we've seen him get pulled to hell, and we've seen him bleed from his mouth from the mandible claw. And then when you see him in the back, when he approaches who you know Charlie Caruso, whoever's doing the interviews at that time, he's always got a big smile on his face. Like, there should be somebody back there, literally, smacking him in the face and say, why the hell? Would you have a smile on your face after what's happened to you this past week? You should not be smiling. You should be pissed. You should be angry. Like, I don't understand how there's not anybody catching that because it's not believable. Or maybe he's being told to smile. You don't, it could be the other well, way. Well, and, and that's something if we ever are able to get Seth Rollins on, I'm not going to rag on Seth Rollins. I'm, I'll never say, Seth Rollins, you suck because he doesn't. That's a ridiculous comment to make. I would be like, how could you be doing a promo after the events that have taken place with a smile on your face? Like, I lose, I lose my emotional connection to you 
because you're not showing emotion. How am I supposed to be upset about the things that happened to you when you're, you're not, not upset about the things that have happened to you? That's a very, very good call there, sir. I like that answer right there. Because that would be the first thing I would say if I saw him do a promo like the ones he's done over the last few weeks. It's the first thing I would say. And I can't believe that there's no one in the WWE, as you said, that's catching that. Unless there's some idiot fool that's telling him to smile like he does. And if that's the case, then yes, that is a fool. Yes. Could be a rich fool. It doesn't matter if they're rich or poor. I'm not going to get emotionally invested in somebody who doesn't care about the events that happened to him. I'm agreeing with you. I am just saying there could be other well, yeah. in, in, And if I ever was had the opportunity, that's what I would ask. I, need to I would get, say like... You're not I, even going to get free tickets anymore. You're not going to be part of the WrestleMania booth. Don't say that, Tommy. <laughs> Alice cover, is going to be sweating. I'm covering. I'm covering the sport. There's a lot of good things about the WWE. The pyro's back. I'm very happy about there that. There is a lot of good things. We're just very, very mad about yeah, one the, of the top storylines. The, the set on SmackDown's tremendous, and it looks like it's filmed on film, old school film. It has a different feel to it. Alex Metz, our producer, actually tweeted about that. I believe that like it's almost it's it's always been HD, but it seems like it's like super HD or something. You could just tell that it just looks better. SmackDown specifically, I noticed that the week before they went to Fox, it looked like the movements with the cameras, with the wrestlers, they looked smoother, yeah. almost more like cinematic. And then with the new set and everything, when they went to Fox, it's a beautiful it, set. It looked ex- it looked completely different. It was, I was blown away. It's the almost, presentation's awesome. It's almost like it was shot like uh, how Matt Hardy would do. Uh, total deletion. Yes, like yes. a mo- yes. like it's shot like 100%. a movie, than actual wrestling. Well, who's ever in charge of production there? Aces should get a raise. Who's ever in charge of promos? Failure should be fired. Fire. It's not medical marijuana. It's CBD. And if you're into health magazines and journals, you already know the reported health benefits of CBD can be very compelling. And for me, I need something that I can trust. I use the salve. And I got to be honest with you, it makes me feel better. And more importantly, that's what you need when you get to be my age, the ripe old age of 48. CBD is the potent compound extracted from the hemp version of cannabis. There's no high, it's legal, and you don't need a script when you buy from the source I trust. Again, the source I trust, cbdistillery.com. Where you get CBD products is crucial. With independent lab tests and nearly a quarter million customers, cbdistillery.com are the experts. If you're into health, you'd be wise to visit cbdistillery.com. Do your research and see what CBD can do for you. Go to cbdistillery.com and enter BUSTED for 20% off. Again, enter BUSTED for 20% off at cbdistillery.com. MLW Saturday Night Super Fight on Saturday, November 2nd in Chicago. And if you can't be in Chicago, you can pre-order Super Fight at MLW.TV, powered by Fight TV, for only $19.95. And one of the title matches is for the National Open Weight, and that is Alex Hammerstone, your champion, going up against Davey Boy Smith Jr. Let's bring in the champion right now, and that is Alex Hammerstone. Alex, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're great, man. This is exciting, man. Thanks for coming on the show today. Oh, I'm happy to be here. 
Well, talk a little bit about what's going to be taking place November 2nd in Chicago. Well, I mean, I, th- I think you already nailed it. You said you got dream matches coming up, and uh, mine just happens to be one of those. Pretty much as soon as, uh, as soon as I signed on with MLW, the, the match that every fan wanted to see, the, every fan said the same thing. Oh, Hammerstone and Davy Boy, Hammerstone and Davy Boy. And uh, people got a little taste of it, got a little appetizer. Uh, we did get to step in the ring once before, but uh, I don't think anyone was satisfied with the way it ended. I know I wasn't. I want to prove that I'm top dog, and Davey Bull ended up throwing a little temper tantrum and got himself disqualified. So now on pay-per-view, we got to settle it once and for all. Nice. Alex, you're from Florida, correct? No, I'm actually from Arizona. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Glendale, Arizona, man. Glendale, Arizona, yeah. How do you not know that? I forget. <laughs> but that's your first question out of the box. Is I wanted from, to know. Are you from Florida? I wanted to know who trained him, and I was trying to think to tie it in with your stupid Barry and Kendall Wyndham thing. Anyway, Alex, who trained you again? Uh, there's some people on the, on the West Coast: uh, Hawaiian Lion, Triple X, Lawrence Tyler. Um, more local local uh, legends than anything else. Maybe not known on the the nationwide scale. Right, and you've been wrestling now how many years? Uh, close to 10, creeping up on 10. That's all right. That's when, you know, I tell people all the time, it used to take guys working every night in the territories pretty much 10 years before they made it to like WWE, uh, and working every night, you know, seven days a week in different territories. I've known you for a few years now and just always, you know, saw the improvement every time you worked and now you're with MLW. It's, it's a great opportunity for you. And the fact that you're excelling, the fact that you're the champion, what else can, you know, the wrestling world expect from you? Um, Well, you know, like you said, MLW is a great place to be right now. And I think it's going to be an even better place to be in the, you know, the next couple of years. Um, A lot of guys right now, you know, you kind of touched on it. Guys used to take 10 years to get anywhere, but nowadays people can go viral with a GIF and all of a sudden they're the next hottest thing. Mm. Um, But with that, it comes kind of like, uh, you know, people have a different mentality about things and kind of um, a different attitude, uh, sometimes a lack of respect. And um, so my whole thing is that I did work a long time to get where I'm at and having the opportunity and be given the things I'm given. Um, I'm just trying to seize every opportunity with MLW. I'm trying to help grow the brand. I'm trying to help grow this company as much as they're trying to help grow me. So um, I think the best is definitely yet to come. I think um, – you know, you, you said that you've seen the improvements in me, and I like to think that a lot of people have seen those improvements with me. And I like to think that every match I put on is my best one. So at Super Fight, this match with Davy Boy is going to be the best thing I've done yet in MLW. And, and that's kind of the mentality I'm taking moving forward. And I think, and I listen, you've, you've only been with MLW for a short time. It's less than a year. And I love the work that you're doing with part of the dynasty with MJF and, and Richard Holiday. Guy's a trip. Richard Holiday is somebody that a lot of fans probably don't know but should know. Um, How is it like being a part of that? Uh, I mean, it's great. And, and speaking of that, I mean, you're going to have to chill on the DMs asking to join, all right? What told you you're not dynasty material. So, so if you could just stop, stop asking me, okay? But uh, I mean, you could have said that off the air. You didn't have to bring that up on the air, but uh, fine, that's fine. I'll stop DMing. Listen, l- listen, my inbox is full. All right. So, here's the like, thing, though. If you cool it with that, here's the thing: you wouldn't be getting DMs if you didn't follow me. So, 
All right. Well, okay. That's that's fair enough. But uh, yeah, I mean, the Dynasty is, is literally the most fun I've probably had in pro wrestling, and in all the time I've been doing it. And I think that that really uh, shines through on the product. You just see three guys going out there and and having fun with each other, and and uh, it's really taken on a life of its own from maybe what it was imagined, how it was going to turn out. You know, it took a couple left turns and ended up being something uh, I think I like to think more fun and more interesting than it was ever intended to be. Alex, uh, quick question, because I remember when they looked at you in WWE a, f- a few years back and uh, they were like, man, he has it just not too polished yet. And then one thing that I always thought was so absurd was your hair. You had these great long flowing locks, and then out of nowhere you cut them. Was that hard for you to cut your hair? Because for some people, it is very, very hard to cut their hair. Uh, yes, it was. Um, it, it was a decision I batted around in the back of my head for a year or two before I did it. Um, I think uh, you know I always kind of bring it back to to my days when I was a musician before I got into wrestling. You know, people as fans see us playing, you know, a certain song and they want us to keep playing the same songs because they love them. And they only hear it once every, you know, couple weeks, couple months, whenever they turn on their, you know, radio or whatever. But we're playing that same stuff day in and day out. And the hair might have just been a small part of that. But I kind of felt like I got stuck in this routine of being like this same, you know, same style promos, same style matches. And as silly as it seems, the hair was part of, a, a, you know, a bigger transformation to kind of reinvent, reinvigorate, and, you know, get myself interested in what I was doing again. But the underlying factor that, you know, as much as I could talk about all the other reasons, the, the one that people really want to hear is that I got told I look like Triple H a lot. And uh, the hair was obviously a big part of that, just being a big guy a big muscular frame similar you know appearance the hair was just that one too many uh similarities and uh at some point it just had to go because i was sick of hearing that from pretty much every major company i got a shot with said hey you're great kid but you look too much like this guy and um that was not the only reason that the hair had to go, but, you know, it definitely was a contributing factor at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I totally remember that, and I think it's so absurd. But a lot of people, especially in wrestling, they will judge a book by its cover. And I was like, man, this kid's a good wrestler. He could do a lot of cool stuff. But I remember a lot of it was your hair, which to me is just so absurd. But, you know, I also tell a lot of independent talent where – they were like, what do I have to do to get signed? Whether it's, you know, MLW, WWE, uh, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling. And it's, hey, if you, and you realize this on your own, which a lot of people don't do. If you're not getting signed and you feel you're a good enough wrestler, sometimes you got to look uh, at a mirror and say, what can I change? And it's as simple yep. as that for you, where, you know, you cut your hair, you looked like a totally different person. And... It's like now somebody wants, and I always say, act like that person wants to date you. Look in the mirror. What do, don't do they like about me? Okay, then I need to change it so that person can date me, and it worked. And it's a simple little thing like that because that was always your, I guess, you know, something that was holding you back. I remember, I, you know, we were talking about it the segment before, Corey Graves. I would bring Corey Graves to all uh, shows as an extra, 
And the first one, they were like, oh, he looks too much like CM Punk. And then, oh, no, the first is he looks too much like Randy Orton because he had all the tattoos. And then he shaved his head. He's like, he looks too much like uh, CM Punk. And little things like that because, hey, we already have one of those. But once you uh, get super-duper established, you can grow your hair as ever long because those same people that were holding you back will the same people that be praising you and be like, oh, your hair looks great. So don't ever forget well, that. Well, really quick, though. What? Once you go with the short hair, you can't go back to the long he hair. He can do whatever you want. No, because it's so convenient to have short hair as opposed to the long hair. It's hard to make the transition back to long hair. Jericho did it. I will say the transition is hard because there's got to be at least a couple months of awkward middle stage where nothing you do with it's going to look good. You got to wear but, a hat for three months. <laughs> yeah, I'm not you know, anyone it, to be having a hair conversation, <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, uh, I always say this too: the same people that were holding your back will be the same people who are making your praises. So don't ever forget that. And you know, you're establishing yourself if you want to grow your hair back because it makes you feel more comfortable, cool because you're establishing yourself so don't sweat it i'm going back to suspenders right that's what i'm doing <laughs> good for you uh alex so you were a, a musician before you got into wrestling what what type of band did you play and what did you play i played uh i played drums and guitar most uh most notably drums the band that i you know i played around most with i was a drummer um but yeah just uh kind of like you know modern uh rock music alternative rock and, uh, you know, I, I always credit that to, like, my prerequisite for getting into pro wrestling because, you know, um, Tommy, I'm sure you've seen there's, you know, kind of like an abundance of guys who get really good at the fundamentals of wrestling, but then they uh, they don't know how to be in front of people. They, you know, they kind of have, like, stage fright or they get nervous. They don't feel comfortable with a microphone or just, uh, you know, bringing out that performance side of themselves. For me, it was backwards. Uh, my wrestling was constantly paying catch-up. Because from the get-go, I was a performer. I always wanted to be in front of people. I always wanted the spotlight. I took promo time any chance I could get it. Um, for me, it was the wrestling and the, you know, the technical side of it that was always playing catch-up to that because I had already been in front of crowds for years by the time I actually got into wrestling. And I think, for me, the gauge has been being a part of the dynasty because we all know MJF now and MJF can talk. But you're, I always kind of look at you as like the cornerstone of that group. You're almost like uh, the logical person in that group. And, and I think it really shows how good you are in front of a crowd and how good you are with a microphone. Well, you know, I appreciate that. Like you said, you know, um, everyone is, you know, aware of how good MJF is. I think uh, the, the real selling point on the dynasty, the reason it works is because we didn't go, okay, let's try to be three MJFs, you know. We all took our own spin on uh, what the end goal was, and we, we you know, put our own flavor on it. And uh, like you said, Richard Holiday stands out in his own way. I stand out in my own way. MJF stands out in his own way, and it all comes together to make one sweet pie at the end of the day. And Richard Holiday reminds me of you, Tommy, because he drinks way too much coffee. Does he really? <laughs> way too much coffee, Richard Holiday. Man, anytime, anytime we get off a plane, get out of the Uber, get out the airport, the first thing he's doing is searching local coffee shops, and it's it's got to be one of the most annoying things uh, about that guy. <laughs> you know, let's talk uh, more about November second, Saturday, November second in Chicago. Of course, your match with Davy Boy Smith Jr., but also, like you said before, I mean Teddy Hart going up against Austin Aries for the World Middleweight Championship. A match that I'm really looking forward to is that Texas Tornado World Tag Team title match uh, with 
the dynasties MJF and Richard Holiday that we're talking about and Ross and Marshall Von Erich. And even the Stairway to Hell match with Jimmy Havoc and Mance Warner. I mean, Filthy Tom Lawler against Timothy Thatcher. I mean, this is one hell of a card on November 2nd. Yeah, it's really stacked. I mean, uh, when you're looking for a bang for your buck and you're talking about this pay-per-view is only $20, like, people are going to be blown away by the the level of quality we put forth that night. And, of course, you can watch MLW Fusion every single Saturday night on BN Sports at 9 o'clock and – you, of course, can be a part if you're in Chicago Saturday, November 2nd. And again, you could always pre-order it on Fight TV, as we just heard from Alex, for only $19.95, Tommy. That's a, that's a deal. And I love MLW. I watch MLW every weekend, so I'm an ML, MLW fanatic. But for people who haven't been able to watch it yet, I think this is a good opportunity to start. Absolutely. Under 20 bucks, man. That's a bargain. So, Alex, we really appreciate the time. Thank you so much, and we're looking forward to a big title defense on November 2nd. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news, they have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. It is Wednesday, Tommy. So we do have NXT and AEW tonight. Two really big shows for both. I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. Again, they make it difficult. Who are you going to tune into? NXT, Roderick Strong, Dominic Dijoko. I keep because I, I, I keep on thinking of Dominic Danucci. <laughs> yeah, I think of Dominic Danucci, but I think of his original name that we know him by, Dijakovic. Like a Jova kid gets wits. <laughs> wits. <laughs> Why can't they just call him Dominic Dijak? I thought that was his name. They they, they don't well, call no, him. It's he not, was Donovan Dijak. Donovan Dijak. No, now they don't have a Dijak. Dominic, uh, Dominic Dijakovic. Dijakovic. Dominic Dijakovic. Sorry. Okay. It's still it's still Dijak. Dynamic Donovic. <laughs> Dominic Danucci. All right. Dominic Danucci. He's facing Roderick Strong. And with it's and Keith Lee, it's a triple threat All for right. the North American title. And I'm really looking forward to this matchup as well. Bianca Belair against Rhea Ripley. That should be amazing. I'm a big Bianca Belair fan. Hopefully to get her on the show soon. Love yep. Bianca Belair. I like her hair. Bianca Belair. She flips her hair back and forth. She flips her I hair. I have like back three spots I would do with that hair alone. Why, it's Gabby? Whip. Why? It's, it's a whip my hair back and forth. It's not flip. No. no but she doesn't. You can't just make up lyrics why all not? the time. Why not? Because why not? It doesn't. Dominic Dijakovic. You said it right. <laughs> Donovan Dijak is such a cooler name. Yep. Why change or something that's broken? But sometimes that's not broken. But sometimes that happens. Yeah. What other matches advertised? Well, that's it for NXT. Now, oof, the- that's uh, yeah. I don't know. What? That's <laughs> what? What are you talking about? That's a great Roderick Strong, good old Dominic D, Keith Lee in a triple threat match for the North American title, and Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley. That's a good show. Okay, I'm tuning into AEW just based upon that. Well, based upon last week, I'm tuning into AEW anyway. Okay. I can tell you why. Why? Man, I'm quite surprised with all the people that are helping out down in uh, 
NXT. Mm-hmm. Last week, three matches all started with the opponents running at each other. Just charge each other and started went right into it. Nothing to digest. Didn't feel everything each other was out. the same. And you know what else I do? Because I'm crazy, I have TiVo and I go bloop 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 bloop. <laughs> and you know what? They all look alike. That means I fast forward the matches. And when if you fast forward it and they all look the same during the fast forward, that means there's nothing that's going to catch my attention. Very, very shocked about that, where I was very, very into the wrestling, and then I started watching, and I was like, and character development, I feel, is somewhat lacking, because again, I never watched NXT before, Mm -hmm. and if these are two shows, this is why I'm tuning into AEW right now. And not because I have any affiliation with AEW, I just feel it's the more exciting show. So, pretty much you said the wrestling is very similar. Not maybe sti- it's not in style, not in style, but like just the way, the, the psychology yeah. of the match. When you have your first three matches all start where the two people are charging each other, no sizing each other up, no... It's, Tying uh, each other up, nothing like different. that. Different. Yeah. And I love I love Ciampa's return, mm-hmm. but the guy charged him, he moved, he grabbed a headlock, and then they went off to spot time. Next match. The girls charge spot time. Next match charge spot time. What's digesting there? And I love to digest. If you didn't know, while well, I eat on the air, but I need to see that type of diversity, and I need to be more, as you said about Seth Rollins. What you, he doesn't care about what happens to his situation. I'm a first time viewer for all that, and I know all the talents, and I love the talents, mm-hmm. and I've been watching the show, but now I'm watching the show through different eyes. And I'm like, how the hell does that happen? So no emotional investment if you don't know who the talent or is. Or further character development. Or further character development. Okay, makes sense. You know what? When I tune into NXT tonight, I'm going to see if that plays true again. Which do you watch first? AEW. There you go. Me too. But I watch both the same night. I, I, as soon listen. as AEW is over, I watch NXT. I get no sleep because I got I get up at 4.45 in the morning. But I digress. I hear you. But it's also part of your job on Thursdays to talk they, about this. That's so why they pay me the big it. bucks here. That's why I suffer well, from lack of funds. Second big bucks. Yeah, so you got the biggest contract in Sirius XM history. Absolutely. And the private jet waiting for you on top of the roof here. Helicopter. Is it a helicopter now? Yeah, it's never a jet. We can't land on a building. What do you... This isn't Batman time. <laughs> this isn't Gotham. <laughs> All right, on AEW tonight, pretty big show if you look at it. Moxley versus Pack, big match. Young Bucks versus Best Friends. Lucha Brothers versus Private Party, and Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela. I'm, I'm hello. <laughs> it sounds like a pay per view to me. The Luchas versus well, you know you're going to get the same type of amazing action with the Luchas and Private, Private Party. Party. That could be next level tag team match because I was blown away with the Young Bucks versus Private Party. But also, what did they do? They showed, like, they kind of slowed it down at times. And when I say slow it down, it's like that emotional investment that's looking at the camera. That's little, little things that get you way into those people, even though they're doing amazing high spots. And then you got definitely a lot of storytelling with Moxley and Pac. 
judging from what we saw last week between those two. Uh, Young Bucks and Best Friends is probably just going to be a fun tag match. And you're going to see that's where you're probably going to get a lot of involvement from the crowd, a lot of chanting and everything else. That's probably going to be more of a fun match. And then Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela, part two. Can't wait for that. Well, I saw the match they had on the, the After YouTube. Dark. After yeah. Dark. And, man, that was pretty nuts. And if they're trying to go that same route, that that could be a show stealer. Joey Janela had an excellent match in Philadelphia where he just did something so shocking. He wrestled because Joey Janela is a good wrestler as well. And and you know what? That's kind of it's as crazy as it sounds. Pretty good way to go. They're because totally he gets, he's kind of been labeled – but I like the fact that you're going to get maybe a scientific wrestling match from him because that's probably going to throw some people off. But for him, that's great because he doesn't need to keep going back to that same old, same old. He's too talented for that. could be like a new modern-day Mick Foley. Sometimes you throw out the wrestling matches and then you build to the barbaric cage. And we'll probably get into this a little bit after ODB as well. And I, you I down with ODB? I mentioned, I mentioned AEW. <laughs> What? I just do random things. I know, but that's funny. I'm laughing. Okay. Sorry. That's how my brain works. I am a fan of AEW Dark, by the way, and you can tune into that on Tuesday nights. NWA 605 on Tuesday nights. A lot of stuff on Tuesdays. Uh, Access Impact now. Yeah, that's right. What do you do? Do you have access? I do have access. That actually started uh, last night, Impact, and that was more of like a highlight show. They showed two or three real- uh, It was two matches. They showed two matches, um, and it was more of like a highlight, so really like next week is going to be- Is the big premiere. Is the big premiere for This was the soft open. Yes, it's soft. Last night was a soft open. Next week is the big open. Well, you don't want to give the A-plus show right away. You got to give the little soft part first to get you into the hard one. Um, NWA 605, I mean, I, I don't care what you say or anybody else has to say. It's my favorite hour of the week. I love NWA Power. I love it. I was going to say the F word. Do you watch it live? Do that. Sometimes yes. when you can. I watch it. No, I, I, I like I'm like walking the dog. I make sure I walk the dog right at like 555 so I can go walk the dog so I know I'll be back into the house for 605. Very cool. I like it. You're committed. It's appointment watching for me. Really? Yeah. Even though like even though I know it's on YouTube, I'm I'm not like familiar with like YouTube like I am with the DVR like you are with TiVo. Mm-hmm. I know with the DVR I can start it. I I'm not sure if I can do that with the YouTube live. I don't know if I can do that or not. I don't want to try. Because I, I make sure I'm in front of my TV by 6.05 so I can watch the start of that show. And the show ends at 7.05? No. It, last night it ended kind of early. I want to say it ended like around 6.55. So I, want, I don't even think it was a full hour last night. I could be wrong, but I, I, I don't even think it made it to 7 o'clock last night. Hmm. Which well, is fine with me. Yeah, because you're in bed like shortly thereafter. I did go to bed pretty early on Tuesday nights because... You know, I can. Monday nights, I can't. And yep. Wednesday nights, I can't. You get tired. So I get tired. And you're training. Listen, you're going to get more tired now the fact that you're working out because you're exuding tired, more yeah. energy. Spending about 90 minutes in the gym every single... I'm going to the gym every single day now. That's and I'm good. eating right. That's awesome. So You should. Well, I want to I survive. I want to live to see this show go to the 30-year anniversary. Nice. My 30-year anniversary is next week for wrestling. Oh, is October it? October 28th. Oh, I thought, wow. That's, congratulations. That's amazing feat. 
We should celebrate next Wednesday, Tommy Dreamer Day. Nice. I get my. Well, I would like it on the 28th, not on the 29th. Yeah, but you're not, you're not hosting. An, I know. I don't want an official day if it's not my day. And I'm not in next Tuesday because I'm going for my colonoscopy. Nice. Yeah, going for the colonoscopy. We're going to give a play-by-play on Tuesday of my colonoscopy. Let's bring the cameras. Yeah. I wanted to do a live remote from the colonoscopy, but Mother Marissa said no. That would All be gimmicked taste. up would be awesome. That would be fantastic, right? That would be. Like, I'd be taking a phone call, and that's when the anesthesia would hit, and I'd fall asleep, and then I'd wake up like an hour later in the middle of an interview, and I would answer the <laughs> caller's question to the person like I was we, interviewing. When you were dying on the air here a couple of weeks ago, you had no clue what you are saying. And it, unreal. And, and, Great and, radio. And people said it was the best show we have ever done. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. You're down with ODB. I am. Big fan. I'm down with ODB. Who could not be down with ODB? Well, we have her live on the line right now. How are you? Yeah. What's up, boys? Well, we had John for first of all. It's, we just love to have you on because we haven't had John busted open for quite some time. So we definitely yeah. want to catch up. But obviously, we want to bring some attention to what happened to you. I guess it was early September that this happened. Yes. Yep, right after the big star cast. And yep, my damn damn food truck blew up. What the hell? <laughs> Shit. I know, and like you know, I saw you at the first Star Cast, and you were out right outside, <laughs> yeah. and the food was absolutely phenomenal. I know you had some oh, guest people you. that were helping out as well. And um, do you still are, do you still have the website going? Is ODB, uh, you know, odbbam.com still rolling? Are, are people <laughs> still able to, to to purchase some yeah. things? Yeah, you can go to. Um, I have that Indiegogo going on from DDP, so you can go. To um, all my social media at the ODB BAM, and it'll lead you right to it. Just click on the little link, and you can get some of my sauces, <clears throat> my T-shirt, maybe a date with ODB. I don't know. <laughs> How much is that? <laughs> we can talk. All right, we'll negotiate. I'll send you a DM <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, and and seriously, this is something that you know it is unfortunate and it is serious because this yeah. is something that you've really been in, excelling at and it's gotten a lot of steam and it's become very very popular and you know this is something that's obviously sidetracked you and and your business and especially yeah. at a time like it going so well and like you said right <laughs> after the, the the latest star cast so you know I, I really hope our fans go to your social media account and kind of pitch in here. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's been, it was, uh, yeah, my food truck's been rocking. I've been doing it for about two and a half years and just finally getting the hang of it after my first year and just having fun just, and going everywhere with it. You know, I love to travel with it and having people try the meat. So, and then it, then all of a sudden this happened. It was like, oh, shit. I didn't realize, I mean, it had to kick in a little bit until I saw it the very next day in the light. And, I mean, you couldn't even save anything. It was just, and they still have no idea what started it they never really investigated it which i'm kind of pissed about <clears throat> but i don't cook with i don't have any grease or gas so i'm not sure what it uh what it could have been and now you also you had insurance but the insurance wouldn't cover it oh lovely insurance yeah, yeah. why do we hell? even have it exactly why do we even why do we pay for it every month on time <laughs> you know what was their it's, reason uh, for not paying for it well i'm still fighting with them keep um, fighting they Yes, I'm not cashing no check that they're no small check that they're giving me. It's uh, it's just sad. Um, 
you know, they're, my trailer was a 97, so obviously they're looking at that. I had to literally, you know, give proof to everything that was on there. And they're just still fighting it. Even my last wages, I'm supposed to be covered. And they're like, your food truck does this good? I'm like, yeah, bitch, it does. <laughs> so it's, uh, and then my agent even even said, I put you on a crappy plan because I didn't realize how, you know, how good your food truck did. I'm like, well, you better be fixing this. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so the most a- horrible. And I know you as a, a person, too. And I, and I know mm-hmm. one cool thing was Mick Foley. Uh, oh my God! Yeah. yeah, what happened? How did that blow up? <clears throat> oh, he's always—we've always just clicked. The first day we met each other, and he found out out about it maybe a month after, and he's like, "Oh my God!" He's like, "I want to do something." Um, I'll let you know what I'm going to be planning. And I had no idea he was going to be doing what he's doing. He's—he's he's going to finish up his uh, his tour, his comedy tour, and donate a hundred percent of his merch sales to my food truck. And I was like, holy crap. That's uh, that's why I love the wrestling world so much and the family. Like, we all stick together, you know. And it, when you need people like this, you know, at this time, it's pretty uh, badass who comes to your rescue, you know. Right. And Mick Foley said, actually, he's going to come in studio. Um, as ODB said, once his tour is over in November, he's going to come in to bust it open to talk about ODB and how to uh-huh. raise money for this as well. Because this is not something that we're not just getting you on here for a 10 minute spot to talk about this where we really want to help as much as possible. So I'm really hoping that, um, uh, the busted open nation, you know, joins in on this and I'm, I'm, I'm actually tweeting about it now at David LaGreca one and I'm tagging you, uh, tagging your, your Twitter handle so that people can follow you and find out all the information. Cause this is important. Cause like you just said, and I think it, it needs to be repeated. And this is something I've always preached on this show. We are a community. We are a family. So mm-hmm. when when somebody that's a part of it has something like this, I think we all need to kind of chip in. Yes. And, it, yeah, it's just cool. I mean, just all the, you know, all the donations that have been coming. And I wasn't sure because when DDP actually called me the very next day that all this happened, I was like, DDP's calling the ODB? I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> so that was pretty cool. And then. At first, I was like, ah, I'm not a person that, you know, I'm not, I don't want to do this fundraiser. And then he's like, no, no, it'll be good. You're giving back, you know, and which is good because, you know, people have an opportunity to, you know, try my sauces if they haven't tried it, you know, get a t shirt, an 8x10. So it's all, it's all working out. Did you think, because you were talking about your insurance company, they didn't know that this was going to be as big of a moneymaker as it was. Did you expect it to be this big of a moneymaker for you? No, not my first year. Holy crap. I guess I started a food truck in uh, 2017 in Daytona Beach. I started at a Jimmy Hart Hall of Fame bar right on the beach, and I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I mean, I was all over the place. It was but I stuck to it, you know, I was like, I'm going to make this work, and I brought it home to Minnesota, and it's been um, awesome up here, and really does good in the Midwest, so, um, but yeah, it's, yeah, obviously wrestling has a big part of it, but then once people that they had never heard of me before, they're like, oh, wow, you can actually uh, barbecue some stuff, <laughs> so. <laughs> the food is delicious, yeah. I've had it, and, uh. Yeah, you love the double D's, don't you, Dreamer? Always, you know it. <laughs> yeah. Her pork butt is amazing. Oh, thank you. I rub it good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, a, a, a bigger thing is, you know, you, you basically 
I, I don't want to say semi-retired from wrestling, but you no. do the you're adapting to life after wrestling. And that is hard. That is hard for yeah. many athletes, not just in wrestling, just to to leave the game and you're becoming successful at something else. And then for this, a, a legit tragedy happened. Thankfully, you weren't involved yeah. or your dogs weren't in there. Oh, gotcha. But, you know, and that's why, because, I mean, a lot of GoFundMes are, you know, crap and a lot of GoFundMes yeah. are and I, that's what I was saying I know you as a person where you wouldn't want to accept this but you know yes the wrestling community because it's like I mean I remember when you went to the AEW all women's battle royal and I was like you got the loudest reaction out of everybody the entire time and it's like that's that how much awesome. fans love you and still care about you and when they go and just donate five ten bucks it's a nice little tribute to you know your your life's body yeah. of work yeah, it goes a long way. Hell yeah. Now, and I got other stuff for you, but we got to talk about our date. Now we got to talk about our, our other stuff off air All because right. there's going to be some good oh, stuff. Oh, no. I mean, I mean, because I, I do want people to donate. And if there's a possibility of a date, I mean, if you can hook up with ODB, I mean, that's, <laughs> hooking, that's up with ODB. Come on. hooking up with ODB. I mean, what would be the ideal date for ODB? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know, I'm more girly girl than people think because <laughs> every time. People look at me like, oh, yeah, she's going to be rough and whatever. And it's, uh, and I just want to be wine and dine, maybe go to a hole-in-the-wall bar. And I like bowling, so that would be a nice little, you know. Then you never know what can happen after that. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, get a little wine in and some bowling. <laughs> That's not yeah. really girly bowling. <laughs> yeah, just, I know. You, I you just, just said, I'm very girly. I'm very girly. I want to go to a hole-in-the-wall hole <laughs> bar and go bowling. <laughs> Well, maybe bring me some carnations when you meet me. Carnations. carnations. Are we going out of prom with ODB? Is that is that an available thing on the Indiegogo? Wait, you know, wait, wait a second. Uh, That's not a bad idea. Like a school dance or something? High school? Prom? Oh, yeah. like Yeah. Well, they got to be 18. <laughs> yeah. I was going to see. Let's find... Do you know how long I've known this woman? Let's let's not yeah. encourage the don't, youth of America to go out with ODB. Yeah. They may never return. Don't give me an don't get me in trouble. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that to happen. I don't want that to happen uh, at all. What? How, again? What's the GoFundMe? Where can people uh, make a donation? Uh, so go, um, go to my Instagram at the ODB Bam, the Twitter, and the Facebook. It's all under at the ODB Bam, and just click on the link that I have on every single uh, on my bio. It's the Indiegogo. It's a lot of fun stuff. I'm actually even auctioning my wedding dress from TNA. And I will special deliver it to you if you uh, purchase a wedding dress. Whoa. Oh, yeah. She's technically still married <laughs> to Eric Young. Which That's is... right, which was a great yeah. marriage played out on, on oh, TNA God, Impact. Oh, my God, that was so fun. <laughs> I was there for that one. That was a while. They let us They let us do our thing, and that was the that was actually the best part of being in TNA. They let me be ODB and let me do my thing, and they said, just go have fun, and I had a blast. I had fun and, you know, and did my thing. It's funny because Tommy called me a child during break because whenever our producer Alex mentioned ODB, I would go, BAM! It's, it, yeah, I mean, it's just natural, Tommy. I get it. I love ODB. I've known her since she pretty much pretty much started oh when God. she went down to OVW. I, I used to call you every week. Hey, Dreamer, it's ODB. <laughs> Got a job she for was, me? <laughs> she was shredded and jacked and looked like a, oh, mini, yeah. a mini China. I had uh, no boobs yet, and <laughs> it was oh, the good old days. Well, they grew. That's 
Yeah, sure. yep, they sure did. With her, <laughs> with her barbecue sauce. Yeah. That's why I have them. I eat so much of her barbecue, and now I have boobs. Got to rub some of that sass on you. <laughs> Our date's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm just going to close my eyes. So, Say, don't hurt me. So, Tommy, what would your ideal date be? Like rubbing some barbecue sauce on? Yeah, I don't like the dry rub. You don't like the dry and rub? i just close the my eyes rub? and say, ODB, don't hurt me. <laughs> I'm down with ODB. Yeah, yeah, you know me. So, again, please, oh, please follow ODB. Once again, it's at the ODB BAM. Again, on Twitter, yeah. on Instagram. You know, please make a donation. Get her back on your feet, and 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 do you see it? Like, I mean, I know it's it's such a struggle with the insurance company right now. I mean, when do you when do you possibly see the or project where something could happen where you could be back on the road again? Well, I know obviously winter's coming here in Minnesota, Oof, so I'm rough. hoping uh, I'm shooting for February or March, and then I'm going to have a nice grand opening right in Minnesota. And I've already already picked out my food trailer, so. Oh yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for the new one. It's gonna be nice and simple, but it's gonna be even better. It's gonna it's gonna be a good one. I want to travel more with it, so <clears throat> going a little hooking up with ODB tour. We'll promote the tour. Just give us the tour stops, and we'll promote it here on Busted Open. All right, sounds good. And again, we'll keep talking about it. ODB, thanks so much for the time, and, and good luck with everything. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Good chatting with you. All right, ODB, and we got to get that food truck back on the road. Tommy, this is important. Uh, ODB is such a great, you know, just a great ambassador uh, for pro wrestling, and she was getting a lot of success. This has derailed her, but it won't be a permanent derailment. We'll get her back up on the road, and hopefully I'll have that ODB tour coming up soon. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.